0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Nat Coombe Show. Edrush in association with Betfred. Hey, oh, was that a good Super Bowl, Edrush? Maybe I should have gone a bit bigger seeing as it's a Super Bowl.
1: I think you definitely should have gone a little bit bigger I'll try, than that. I'll try it again. Should, yeah, re-run, again. Okay. rerun, rerun, okay. rerun.
0: Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show. Edge Rush! In association with Betfred. How was that? Was that no,
1: I'll stick with the first one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, here we are. Here we are, Prop O. All season long, we've been gearing for this moment. All the successes you and I have had over the last few months have all been leading up to this one game are you ready o? Oh,
1: I am ready I have to say I like the way you've completely ignored all of our failures which is the only thing you can well, do true. when you're going into a week you've got to be positive it's so got to be exactly positive right. vibes only going into the Super Bowl you can only have one thing
0: Tom Brady is talking to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers about that time he lost to the Eagles no he's not he's talking no. about the Houston Super Bowl when they came back from the brink that's what that, and that's how we should approach this edge rush Oh, that's how we should approach this address. Brady, of course, in his 10th Super Bowl, going for his 7th ring, Mahomes, back-to-back Super Bowls. Of course, they're the next dynasty. Now, you've been you've been hearing the Chiefs talking up the three-peat, let alone winning on Sunday.
1: I know. I was, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Kansas City Chiefs beat writers speaking on podcasts, and I've been uh, watching sort of the media day of that and seeing mm. what Frank Clark... Frank Clark was asked a question. So, so when he was almost like, when you do win this one... Uh, <laughs> what's going to be the plan next are you going to get bored next year and he was like no no one's on a three-peat so that's what we're going to be focusing on and i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa.
0: dangerous territory whoa, dangerous, whoa, dangerous. Is whoa. That, oh boy what for frank clark what are you doing what yeah. are you doing? Just, to, just to jump back a little bit you said you've been listening to to podcasts reading beat writers watching some of the, the the media coverage over the last couple of days so of course as you have been all season long neck deep in research can I just get uh an understanding and for, for the benefit of our listeners an understanding of where Propos Super Bowl research level is in terms of uh, papers piles stats wads of Xerox paper with graphs and stats and data on where where is it uh, compared to a typical say like a week 15 edge rush
1: well I don't want to compare myself to too many greats, but I know everyone's going into this week talking about Andy Reid coming off a buy. <laughs> I'd very much compare myself to that when I have sure. the extra week. I think if I've got the extra <laughs> yeah. week to really nail of down course. the research, of I would hope. To, I would like to think that. Uh, yeah, I would have a better record than 26-5 and five coming off a bye.
0: <laughs> I love the comparison and it's a valid one to boot. Uh, we're going to obviously break down the game, give our pick for which way we think it's going to go. We're going to look at the total as well, the over-under in terms of overall total and maybe some team totals in there as well. Prop bets, here's something for you. All, seeing support. I've got a few prop bets I'm going to throw out there too. That's so, dangerous. Yeah, listeners avoid those <laughs> at all costs. But Propo's got some decent ones living up to his nickname. So uh we got a jam-packed edge rush for you. So let's start with the the line. Kansas City the favourites, as they have been, of course, since since the book opened, but the line's been pretty volatile, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, the line has been volatile. It opened at three and a half and then moved down to three with a lot of money coming in on Tampa Bay at that Mm -hmm. price. But since then, the money has been coming back in on Kansas City. And now on Betfred, it is back at three and a half, which is interesting. And now I'm just going to kick off the show straight up with one of your favorite parts of this show, Mm -hmm. the meaningless stat.
0: Oh, great. Okay. So
1: basically, and this is quite a hard one to explain, so bear with, the team... That the initial money comes in on mm-hmm. in the past 13 Super Bowls mm-hmm. has gone 10, two, and 1.
0: When you say the initial money, what are we talking so about? So that so that would be first, Tampa Bay. So yeah, <laughs> so the first bet, yeah, exactly. The
1: first bet, <laughs> yeah. the first person who gets that bet in that yeah. tends to be the correct person to follow. No, so basically, when the line moves for the first time, so right. in this instance, it's Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because the line went from three and a half down to three. Mm-hmm. Whichever team the money has initially come in on yes.
0: has gone ten two and one because the sharps are piling in early doors. Aren't, yes, okay. exactly. Well, the number is critical, as we've often said, and that number. Particularly, right? I mean, you want to you want to see below three, ideally, right? But to shifting for three and after three is a a big old play there. Okay, so let's look at some of the the key matchups and try and work work this out. And just to recap as well, that three line is very much if this was going to be played on a a neutral territory, it would negate home field advantage. This is a bit on its head because it's a Super Bowl, so that obviously. In usual circumstances, negated, but it's Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. The first time, of course, we've seen a hometown team play in their own stadium. But then it's the Super Bowl with a third of the attendance, and and so very little or very few Kansas uh, Tampa Bay uh, fans are certainly not uh, a strong leaning in terms of Tampa Bay fans in attendance. Right, so I don't quite know how that all comes out in the wash. In terms of the, the key matchups, let's look at um, breaking down the three or four areas of the game that we think it's going to be won and lost. All week long on the show, we have had some brilliant guests giving their perspectives. So if you haven't already, go and check out some of the pods from earlier on this week. J-Bell, Iron Mike, Rob Ninkovich, brilliant guests uh, and plenty more besides. Uh, and there are three or four recurring themes that are coming through. All. So the Tampa Bay defense which has got speed running through its veins. And that is a good matchup against Kansas City because they can cover a lot of ground. The linebacking corps in particular has got pace. They're able to facilitate a four-man rush. And Kansas City's starting left and right tackles on a line, let's face it, that has been through the mill over the last year. Uh, are both out. So most good defences can come unstuck because of the mismatch that they have against Kansas City. In other words, they can be really, really credible against almost any offense in the NFL, but Kansas City are almost impossible to contend with. But a lot of people like this matchup for the Tampa Bay D against Kansas City.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen a lot of money coming in on the Bucks initially. And we even saw that massive bet, Nat, which has been reported all over the media. Someone put two and a half million dollars on Bucks plus three and a half, which uh, I immediately texted you to see if it was you. But
0: (laughs) of course, I love the fact that that was your first instinct. And I really appreciate that. I was touched, actually. And there
1: is, as you said, a lot of people are discussing. What we saw in the conference championship mm-hmm. was an absolute annihilation of the offensive line of Green Bay, and especially they were missing their left tackle. Yep. So it's easy to put two and two together and yep. look, okay, but Casey are also missing their left tackle going into this game. Are we going to get the same result? Yep. And creating pressure on Mahomes. Everyone always says he is unbelievable against the Blitz. He is the best at doing yep. so. But at the same time, if he is sacked, mm. Listen to this stat, Nat, which I think will be key going into it. The Chiefs are just two and four against the spread when Mahomes has been sacked two or more times this season. Mm. Kansas City is also 10-11 against the spread in those two or, ma- or two or more sack games since Mahomes became the starter. Mm. So if you can actually get to Mahomes, if you can bring him down, then that does tend to be the kryptonite of this unbelievable quarterback
0: great stats and 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 as jay bell was pointing out on the show earlier in the week the four-man rush critical right because for obvious reasons right because you need you got so many threats to cover and often you need to tag team them, right tyreek deep kelsey but even at Harbin and watkins can you know cut you through the middle they can both go deep as well uh so it is and and as we were talking about on that show the interchanging of pieces, I wrote about Andy Reid uh, for the Times this week, and looking at the evolution of Reid from, you know, he worked under Mike Holmgren initially. That's where he cut his teeth at Green Bay, and Holmgren, of course, was a Bill Walsh disciple. So the offense is, is is founded in that those Bill Walsh or that Bill Walsh West Coast prototype, but he's moved it on uh, uh, because a he's an innovator, and that's what you need to do, and that's what great great creative minds do. But he's moved on to such a level now at Kansas City, not just because of Mahomes, but because of all those four as well. I mean, the the speed in those four is... I mean, Kelsey's a burner and he's 260 pounds. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. No, it's absolutely ridiculous. And that's why... And I think going into this, I'm not as concerned about the offensive line issues and obviously the strength up front that the Buccaneers have, just purely based off the fact that Andy Reid has two weeks to skin this up. Agreed. That is the only thing. And they run a very, very different offense to Green Bay. So I'm not sure if they're going to be as vulnerable in that situation. And at the same time, Mahomes, he hasn't had the greatest. He has been out, been without Mitchell Schwartz, who is undoubtedly their best offensive lineman for the majority of well, the whole of the postseason for quite a bit of the season. Mm-hmm. And yet that doesn't really seem to have affected him. Like the Bills have a decent front as well. And Mahomes didn't really seem to get put under that much pressure whatsoever. So I think what you've got in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is the scope for the creativity to avoid the amount of pressure that the Bucks mm-hmm. are likely to bring.
0: It's very well described. It's spot on. Flip side of the ball. I think Antonio Brown's going to be critical in this game. And I know that there are plenty of people that say, well, they you know, can cope without him. They cope without him. Uh, and there are plenty of weapons around Brady. All those things are true. But I think in a game with these margins, I think Brown could be the X factor. And at the moment, the time of recording this, we just don't know. He's certainly going to be a question mark. And at the time of recording this right now, it's leaning maybe slightly less than more. Now it's a Super Bowl they'll probably gamble uh if if he's close to that that line but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be anywhere near ready to go uh and so i think brown and whether he starts or not could be a big big story for this one
1: definitely definitely i completely agree with that um i was even looking at it just in terms of the one i mean the chiefs what the chiefs did it incredibly impressively was shut down Stefan Diggs. He gained quite a lot of garbage time yards, but especially in the critical moments of the game in the first half, Stefan Diggs was pretty much non-existent, which he hasn't been all season up against some of the best defences. So I think that demonstrates Steve Spagnuolo the Chiefs defensive coordinator's capability to take away the biggest threat. Yep. So I don't think that necessarily they will be too phased by the idea of having to stop Mike Evans and even Chris Godwin on top of mm-hmm. that. But if you have Antonio Brown to think about as well, exactly. that's where the issue comes. And also I think the one player we saw have a lot of success against the Chiefs in terms of yardage gained was Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. In the, yeah In those short yardage gains picking up those six, seven yarders. Third and Beasley they called him. And Brady mm-hmm. has looked to Antonio Brown in these situations. Mm-hmm. So if Antonio Brown does play actually, I expect him to be pivotal Mm -hmm. as you said and i quite like a couple of the prop bets i'll just give a tease i think it was over three and a half receptions if he does play and i expect that to be yeah easy easy depending on his fitness of course but i honestly think that brady will look to him as much as he possibly can in these situations
0: totally agree that kansas city secondary against those weapons is fascinating you got legeris sneak versus goblin in the slot which is going to be interesting to see how that plays out and the kansas city secondary as a number of people have made the point on our show not headline axe household names but balling at the moment you know capable certainly uh of of doing a job on an impressive range of weapons that that tampa bay has and then of course you've got the spagnola factor right so this is the really fascinating battle for me whether spags can dial up the kind of pressure that puts Brady off his game and that's not exclusively but typically pressure up the middle. Uh you know simply put Brady is able to step forward in the pocket and evade pressure by himself an extra bit of time an extra beat so his receiver can get open to throw his receiver open and up the middle of course that's not possible and that is how the Giants both times beat him with Spags as their their defensive coordinator on both occasions, albeit with an unbelievable front that had O.C., Strahan, Tuck, JPP. So it's a different personnel grouping. Frank Clark's a baller, but Chris Jones is the key because he's the one that's going Mm -hmm. to be able to do that the most and wreak havoc. And I think early on, we'll be able to tell a lot in terms of whether the line is under pressure with that particular battle. In other words, if we see the first couple of possessions that Tampa Bay have, even if he doesn't necessarily take Brady down, but they're getting traction there. And look, Spags loves dialing up blitzes and and throwing pressure. And if they go particularly aggressively, I think it would be really, really interesting to see if they get early success, will they smell blood in the water and go for it? And that's a dangerous, dangerous game against any team, of course, Uh, puts you in a hole, but against Kansas City, before you know it, you're 14, three down and, and the Super Bowl's over.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And interestingly, when you say that it's going to be the opening stages may be very telling. Do you want to hear one of of my favourite stats that I found in my deep research, which is actually incredible when you think about it. Brady, Tom Brady, going into his 10th Super Bowl, Mm. has never led his team to a touchdown in the first quarter.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He has played in nine Super Bowls and in those nine games have ended him leading to his team with a total of three first quarter points.
0: It's incredible. I remember that stat when we would, I mean, it was, it must have been, well, Brady's last Super Bowl, right? I remember that being a, a key point we were talking about on the broadcast and it was, okay, let's add another one to that list. It's, <laughs> what I particularly like about that stat is the fact that you qualified, it was Tom Brady and not Greg Brady. <laughs> 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 clear. What well, clear. Greg Brady's first quarter Super Bowl points. So. Okay, so other thing. Uh, and then we'll make our picks on the game, and then of course we've got all our prop bets, the, the, the totals as well. The other thing you mentioned the read two weeks thing, which is for me critical, is Tampa Bay. Following on from what I just said, leaning on the ground game. So I think feel very strongly that they're gonna they're gonna do this from the start, and I think they're gonna establish it early on, or try to establish it early on. For two fundamental reasons obviously by establishing a ground game it really sets up the play action which they've had a, a, a lot of success this year on right and it, it just it, it's a it's a staple of course of this uh, of an arians offense and particularly th- this particular incarnation where they get that rolling they get Kansas City worried about that and then bang they are a big play A big threat team, you know, they're a big play team, and they need to be. All this nonsense of Brady's deep ball—we've we've we've covered that to death, being nonsense. And I think that could be really interesting. They get the ground game going early on, that will also, of course, work effectively against negating this rush and this pressure, and it opens up so much. So, same thing early on. If we're seeing Fournette getting stuffed or Jones getting stuffed for like minus one yards, or they're just not first couple of drives, it's looking bad again. I think that bodes very, very well for Kansas city. Conversely, if they can, he's ripped off a 15 yarder and, you know, they're picking, you know, picking up seven, eight, six on that first down. And they get into rhythm much as they did really against, um, against Green Bay. And I know Fournette had a couple of drops on that drive as well, right? Which, uh, you know, which would have made it even more impressive the the early drive against, against the Packers. They can get into that kind of rhythm early on. Okay ball game game on if it's a couple of you know Brady's getting pressure up the middle Fournette and Jones aren't getting much going Fournette drops it on third and, third and four and they have to punt you know oh I just think it could, could could get ugly
1: yeah no I completely agree with that the other thing that I think is going to be vital going into this game is turnovers mm. if you look at it when looking at what the Tampa Bay have managed to do in this postseason 45% of the Buccaneers points have come off turnovers and they've won their games wow, by an a... average of seven point seven point eight points. So that makes Big you stat. realize how, yeah, massive stats. That makes you realize how significant these turnovers have been and how, I mean, if you think about it, when you look back at, they managed to force turnovers against the Packers. They managed to force two more turnovers against the mm. Saints than any team had prior to that. Mm. So they are able to do it. And it's just Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers we're talking about here. These are two elite yeah, quarterbacks. Right. So they right. are capable to do this just because it is Patrick Mahomes and he's so, so special doesn't mean the Buccaneers won't be able to get takeaways that like they have in yeah. previous games. So I think this yeah. is going to be absolutely vital. And the fact that they've proven that they take advantage of this. Everyone talking about last week, what how different would the game have been if Rodgers had taken advantage, if the Green Bay offense had taken advantage of Brady's interceptions, but they just weren't able to. Whereas every single time the Bucks get the ball back off a turnover, they always exploit it. So if they can turn the ball over against this elite offense, the Kansas City Chiefs, that is going to be massive for this team.
0: Oh, that is a heavyweight point, may I say. A heavyweight point that I don't think people are making enough of. Love that. All right. Decision time, my friend. <sighs> I, I am going to go first on this. I'm going to give you give you a bit of breather if you want to flip if you want to follow my lead <laughs> okay because also i guess we've got to have our take and and we haven't conferred on this we haven't we've kind of been chatting obviously we've been chatting a lot about it but we haven't said definitively before the record right this is the way we're going so i think i think you know where i'm going with it but i don't i genuinely don't know where you're going so i'm i'm going kansas city definitely money line and i think also with the points and i might even go one further than that, if you want to roll the dice, I think they can win Kansas City by, I might even push it up to five and a half, six. But, uh, I think to decipher that a little bit, I think they win relatively comfortably. I think they win certainly cover the three and three and a half, which is where, obviously, as we said, at the very top, the line is around and I I can't imagine it's going to change from either of those two spots. So, I'm going Kansas city. I hope we've outlined why I think it's kind of leaning Kansas city. And I know it takes a brave, some might say an insane man to back against Tom Brady in the super bowl. But I buy into all of those matchups, leaning most of them, I should say leaning towards Kansas city. And the biggest one of all is the one that we, we kind of joked about uh, at the top in relation to you all is the Andy Reid two weeks. I just think that that is he He's going to dial up some really, really interesting, interesting stuff. I'm a you know am a massive Andy Reid fan. I love this particular Chiefs offense. that made for the big time, and I think they win it.
1: And the only thing more impressive now than Andy Reid off a bye is Patrick Mahomes off a bye. Mm. In his career as a starter, not only is Mahomes seven and zero coming off a bye, but the Chiefs have averaged 36 points in those seven wins. In Mahomes' career, the Chiefs have also averaged 33 points per game when playing a team for the second time during a season. Mm. I'm also leaning towards the Chiefs, but I'm actually finding it very similar to what I experienced last year, which is as soon as the line comes out when they were playing against San Francisco 49ers, I was immediately favouring the Chiefs just because it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, exactly as we've put it out. But then as the week kind of continues, you start persuading yourself that maybe Tampa Bay actually have got quite a good chance of winning this. I mean, since they lost the Chiefs in week 12, they've gone 7-0, and 5-2 against the spread. That mm. is a sensational record to say the least. Mm. But at the same time, Nat, I know Tampa Bay are at home in quotation marks, but over the course of Mahomes' career, the guy is 21-4 and on the road. Mm. And those four losses, they averaged 38.5 points.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is absolutely ridiculous. In the 2020 season alone, the Chiefs went 8-0 on the road and averaged 31.6 points in those games. So Mm. if Tampa Bay are going to win, they're going to have to score a lot of points. And as we said, it takes a insane man to bet against Tom Brady. But I think we're getting to the stage now, Nat, where I think it takes an even more insane man to bet against Patrick (laughs) Mahomes and Andy Reid. (laughs) That is genuinely the way I'm feeling going into this game. That is the way I'm approaching it. At the same time, there is an argument for the Bucks there, for sure. Sure. Especially at that three and a half point line. One point that I actually wanted to get out, um, Mm. which something that I found, which was unbelievable statistic, is... Mm the difference between fourth quarter defenses for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. In the regular season, the Bucs gave up just 61 points in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That's one point off the NFL low. Mm. The Chiefs, by comparison, gave up 147 in the fourth quarter. A lot of garbage time, though, right? That's the one point I have to agree with. I do think it's a lot of garbage time, but...
0: Well, I, we need to actually—I I throw that out there with utter confidence, but I, you know, need to go and check that out because you know that is <laughs> no. It is it yet. is a lot yeah.
1: of garbage time. Like if you think about, as we've discussed many a time on this show with the Kansas City Chiefs, if you think about that Dolphins game, mm. they allowed late scores there from the Dolphins in the fourth quarter. If you mm. think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, they completely allowed them back into that one. I think Kansas City Chiefs—they didn't—they weren't very good against the spread all season, but that was largely mm. because they were complacent. They were complacent, but as soon as they needed to win a game, they won yeah. it. But I don't see that happening in the same way we saw last week against the Bills. Yeah. That's not going to happen in a Super Bowl, is it? No. That no- isn't going to happen. You can't get complacent in the Super Bowl. They are going to continue to put points up as much as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of what the Bucks have been able to do, and it's just, I know I'm picking the Chiefs and that is purely based on the fact that this offense is just too good. But from the Tampa Bay perspective, when you think about what they were able to do against Aaron Rodgers, that was a team that was scoring on 80% of their trips to the red zone. Mm. And the Bucs held them to field goal after field goal. So I do think the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of yards, but I think this is going to come down to, and this goes back to what Rob Dinkovich said in the podcast earlier in the week, which was brilliant. Go back and have a listen to it. Is Todd Bowles' mantra all week is going to be, Ben, don't break. It's yeah. going to come down. It is going to be critical what the Bucks are able to do in that red zone. If they're going to be able to mm. stop Kansas City, which Kansas City haven't been elite in the red zone this year, they're at about sixty-five so percent last year as
0: well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is definitely a you know it's a, a very salient point to make. That is that is interesting, and and you're right, spot on with the game plan is going to be exactly that. You know, you can't limit them to. To, to next to nothing, right? Uh and, and close them down and shut them out and they put three points on the board. You're never going to get that. The question is, how do you make sure that yeah, if they're in the red zone six, seven times, you limit them to three, four field goals, right? Uh then you got a fighting then you got a fighting chance because they're still going to put up a stack of points as you've pointed out in the games they've lost, <laughs> yeah. they're still putting up 75 points. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, so we're both we're both going Chiefs. We're both going
1: yeah, really, yeah, I'm going Chiefs, but Chiefs don't get me wrong. I, I'm flip-flopping all the time. I'm okay. going to go Chiefs to cover mm. at this point, and I'm going Chiefs money line for sure, just purely based on the fact that I, every time I seem to watch Mahomes and Andy Reid in positions where they need to win games, they mm. do it. Let's even go back to two years ago in the conference championship game against the Patriots. Mm. It was a, literally down to a coin flip. The Chiefs are in their third Super Bowl this mm. year, I strongly believe if they'd won that coin flip and they'd received the ball first in that yep. overtime game, yeah, 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 and you just can't bet against someone with that level of success. Mm. It's insane.
0: The Super Bowl is here: the golden era against the new era. Brady versus Mahomes, Arian versus Reed, Tampa Bay against Kansas City. Betfred is, of course, the place for all. Your Super Bowl bets. Price boosts, pick your punt, and novelty specials. Of course, not forgetting Double Delight on the first touchdown score of bets as well. Betfred, the place for your Super Bowl bets. 18 plus be org Double Delight is singles only, and bets must be placed prior to kickoff to qualify. Maximum stakes may apply full terms for office available at betfred.com. So next stop the totals. So I don't feel as strongly about this. I don't know if you do all, I I, I'm kind of worried about it. It's a lot of fun in any game to back the over, right? Uh, It takes a a smart and sharp mind to back, back the under because who the hell wants, uh, who doesn't want points. And I'm saying that as a defensive purist that loves a, a a big hit as much as the next guy, but of course you just lean it. It's just human instinct, which is obviously why there's a fair amount of value to be had and why the sharps, are called the sharps right because they kind of they predict that in the super bowl is maybe the grandstand example of that right that you've got people piling in on on the over particularly when oh there's brady oh there's Mahomes, and the casual fan like great i'm going to chuck it on the over so i at the moment at the time of recording this there's been movement on this line as well and is, am i right is it coming down a little bit
1: it is coming down. So opened at fifty seven and mm. the sharps were just licking their lips and just yes. start absolutely down, hammering down, that I'm under. Sure. Absolutely. That is the second highest Super Bowl total in history, and it still is mm. at what it is now at fifty five and a half. So it's come down a lot. It's come down by one and a half points, which demonstrates how much money has been coming in on the under. Right. I'm not sure how much those guys are gonna enjoy watching the Super Bowl because you just don't get the same entertainment oh, when you're yeah. just looking for field goals and red zone stops the whole time. So Maybe but what these they do guys
0: in a bigger um, big amount of money on the over under or on the under specifically, and then just have lots of little mini prop bets on fun things to keep them entertained. <laughs>
1: because... but probably, yeah, but that's probably the under as well. Because realistically, going into a game like this, the majority of the value you will find, and this is speaking as a purist prop as a sharp, better. As a sharp, as a, no, I wouldn't call myself necessarily a sharp just yet, but as like a purist prop better who, if you track back to all of my prop bets this year I haven't bet an under once I don't think so I think that demonstrates where I'm leaning I just don't
0: you are like the Andy Reid of of sports betting because you you don't just want to win (laughs) you want to win in style and that's what yeah exactly that's what I like exactly
1: Exactly. Uh, but I said to you actually when you um, which we should probably you do need to make your apology to Aaron Rodgers and Green Mm. Bay for picking them for the Super Bowl which obviously meant they went a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers But at the same time, what I said after that, yeah, no worries, Mm -hmm. I had to drop that one in there. But at the same time, what I said after that was, no matter what this matchup's going to be, I'm just going to bet the over as soon as it comes out. Yes. And then I I saw (laughs) it come out. Yeah. And then I saw it come out and it was 57. And I was like, well, maybe not. I did not realise that Vegas were going to predict this to be as high scoring as it Mm. was, Mm. as it is. But, 55 and a half, I'm slightly more tempted to say the least. Like I do think that that is a more tempting line, but at the same time, like I think both of these teams are very good at chewing the clock when they have to, if yep. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers manage to establish the run, they're not going to be doing like fast, quick drives. They're not going to be aiming to do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be trying to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. That's a,
0: that's a great point that, that that leads me more towards under on it. Exactly yeah. that, you know, that I guess you could counter that by saying, well, the Chiefs typically score in eleven seconds on certain drives. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I it's a really good point. If they're, if that, if if the game plan succeeds, so I guess if you're leaning Tampa Bay, right, which you yeah. might do, particularly after we've both picked Kansas City. Yeah, exactly. If You're leaning Tampa Bay, then, and th- I, this is this is this is what I quite like with a Super Bowl, and this is where I'm going to go on this this particular area is just go all in with your narrative and don't hedge. So if you're leaning Tampa Bay, then. Lean Brady MVP, lean yeah. uh, the under because I think for Tampa Bay to win, as you said, they're going to have to have big clock eating drives that are six, seven minutes, and so I just go all in on that. And at least, you know, you, you 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 go down swinging, right? So I'm gonna, by that token, probably take a closer look at the team total for Kansas City here uh as opposed to necessarily the overall total although it's rich isn't it it's around 30, yeah, it? it's 30
1: oh, yeah it's 30 yeah it's 30 on
0: half. the on the dot 30 yeah. and a half
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: so uh if i do have any action here i think it'll be on the on the kansas city team total but i'm not feeling yeah wildly confident
1: no i i think that is a um a decent shout to be completely honest with you i just don't know whether 55 and a half is slightly more tempting, but I just don't know if I can bet this and the game finish 28, 25 and me lose that, the, the over, because mm. do you know what I mean? Like that's when it gets to this point where it's a little bit too high. Realistically, yeah. we're expecting it to be 30 plus for both teams. If you're betting this higher total, the fact that the hands come down to 55 and a half, I do find a little bit more tempting. And this
0: season though, 55, I mean, I'm just trying to put that in context all of this season of 50 kind of being the kind of median... 50's not 50 is not what it used to be right and so I suppose no. 55 is yeah is is it is rich all right so we're kind of saying neither of us feel strongly on 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 anything there really prop bets on the other hand very much so so you've had wild success with your prop bets this season although of course no that's an mark- exaggeration
1: no mark- <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild exaggeration <laughs> we're, going to do a show,
0: we're going to do a show next week listeners which which celebrates all our cr- crashing bad beats as well as all the good stuff we've done as well because we have had let look what about our stroke our Aka streak was was something to
1: yeah do. that was very impressive oh. that's one thing we can celebrate but the prop bets have been inconsistent to say the least
0: well hey you know that, that you win somebody listen hey you can end on a high it's like the, the old stand-up days it doesn't matter if you're dying on your behind for 17 minutes if you had if you get that far if you're diagonally behind you end strongly nobody nobody remembers what happened before right? so let's say you gotta <laughs> yeah. that's how treat that. let's even, hope so well now you're putting pressure lot, on for us to end strongly a lot with me um okay so i am gonna defer the floor to you mainly but i've got a few i want to sneak in as well because like i said at the top of the show i've been um i've i'm gonna roll the dice on a few props as well so you kick things off and i'll kind of chime in as and when
1: so the first one is complimentary to a point that you've been making Uh, prior to us getting into this, which is the fact that Tampa Bay have to establish a run game to have success mm-hmm. in this game and I think they're going to do that early and whether or not they do get that success considering that I think the Chiefs will be aware of that and Spagnola will be trying to take that away with big game players like Frank Clark and Chris Jones mm-hmm. but at the same time a safe play for that then is Ronald Jones over eight and a half rushing attempts which is the line currently on Betfred Ronald Jones is averaging 11 carries in the past three games and they will be looking to establish the run game to open up the play action for Brady which has given them so much success this year and I don't think everyone's leaning towards Leonard Fournette being the focal point of this attack. But I do think they go between them relatively freely. And I think they tend to go to whichever one seems to be working better at the time. Leonard Fournette, I know you're a big fan of his, but mm. at the same time, like I think he will also be utilised a lot. But I think they will split it about 50-50 with the carriers. So I think mm. over eight and a half rushing attempts should be... Be a good well yeah over eight and a half rushing attempts should be a good bet for Ronald Jones
0: yeah I, I'm with you 100 on that I love it uh, Fournette is over under on his total yardage is 47 and a half which I like the look of as well if that doesn't sneak up too high again got to remind listeners at the time of recording that's what the line is so if it's in or around there I think Fournette will pick that up I just think they're going to go to the ground a lot and I think that he will get the carries. Uh, even with that, that spelling with with Jones, which I think you're right that they, they would, as they have done all season long. Uh, I think, and they'll they'll get the carries to make that to make that an a, attractive number. So I like that as well. Staying with Tampa, chuck one out here as well. I like Gronk anytime touchdown scorer.
1: Oh my god, I've got that as well. Have you? Yeah, I've got that down as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> there we go.
0: There so we insane. Uh, oh, well, that's a good sign, Al. That, we that is a good be- sign. Or oh, a terrible <laughs> sign. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay, going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even blink when I dropped that one. Okay, well, we like time. You Looked a lot has been talked about his relative decline. Uh, of course, he's not the player he was five or six years ago. And at the same time, he does a lot more than just be a productive pass catcher and point scorer with his blocking. Right. And so he has a key role to play in this. And I just feel if they're in that situation, obviously a red zone play uh, realistically here, I think Brady might go looking for his old, old pal. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've heard some people on the break tip here on this one. And and I guess, you know, pick your poison. Right. Um, But I like, I like that play. I just like the distinct possibility. Brady, as we know, it's all about trust. It's all about hit. And I, look, he's built trust with all of his receivers now, of course, to a degree. But clutch time situations, Super Bowl on the line, I can see it happening. I could see him hitting Gronk.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Even if we look back at uh, what was the most memorable play of the Ram Super Bowl, it was mm. that Gronkowski catch Great in the point. final stages. Yep. Yep. He goes to he goes to his trustees when he, he needs does. to. He On top of that, the Chiefs gave up 75 yards on six receptions to Cleveland's tight ends, then watched Buffalo tight end Dawson Knox snatched six balls for 42 yards and a touchdown in the AFC title game so they do struggle against tight ends you made a good point about Cameron Brake he scored last week and has actually been Brady's pref- preferred target as a tight end in the postseason but when you actually so when I initially was going to look at Cameron Bray to score a touchdown as that being the value play but when you actually break it down a little bit more you see that that has purely just been for the fact that no one's covering Cameron Bray and everyone's right. covering Rob Gronkowski Gronkowski right. has has been running a lot more passing routes than Cameron Bray, and mm. I think it's only a matter of time that Gronkowski gets in on the action and also it's only going to benefit Gronkowski the fact that Brait went and scored a touchdown last week the fact that Bray was Brady's favourite target in the first mm. two weeks of the postseason because it means that they're going to have to put more attention on him which will open up the spaces for Gronkowski I really like the idea I really like the play Gronkowski score a touchdown in this snap really like it
0: Love it Okay we're doubling down on that What yeah. else have you
1: got so this one I actually need, I need to use you as my agony aunt here a little bit, Nat, mm. because I'm, I've am i been toying this one pretty much since the line opened. And it's Tyreek Hill over 92 and a half receiving yards. Mm. The obvious play, it's the obvious play. It's mm. being tipped up left, right and centre. I think my mum tipped it up, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's how many people have tipped this up. He's averaging 141 yards in the playoffs right now. He had 109 yards against the 49ers in the last year's Super Bowl. So you know the event's not this stage is not going to be. Are you too worried big it's
0: too obvious and too much of a tr- it's a possible trap?
1: We all know what happened in week twelve. Mm. It, we all know that Tampa Bay Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers' secondary struggles against quick receivers. Mm. They got absolutely torched by Valdez Scantling last week. That is my major concern, Nat, going into this. Is, is that too obvious? And well, that's they'll what we do. I want to get anything they
0: can to shut. Well, look, as As J Bell said on the show on Monday, everyone is gonna who plays the Bucs is gonna defend the the deep ball, the big threat, right? And take that off the table as as much as they they can. And it's what you give up to to execute that. And that's our point earlier on about the Bucks match up quite well there because with a four-man rush and the pace in the linebacking core, you're not necessarily exposing yourself further up the field, you know, underneath and uh, and elsewhere if you're taking down that deep threat. And doubling down, so I, it's interesting in that respect. I guess Winfield's status is quite key to this, very key. Uh, and he is another injury question. Uh, yeah, I, I, I go back to my point earlier. I guess I'm in on the Chiefs. I'm and you, you pick your narratives, you go, you yeah. go all in on those. So, and on both sides, right? Do I think Tampa Bay have a chance? Sure. If they're going to have a chance, are they going to need the running game to keep them in it? Yep. So that's why we like that. Do I think Kansas City are going to win yet? Yeah. Do I think if Kansas City winning means Hill has a big game, forty-seven yard, you know, massive play to break up uh, to break up the game? Sure. So, I think if you if you're liking the Chiefs in this one, then I think leaning towards the Hill over is probably where you want to go.
1: It's one of those ones where I ha- I'm going to have to take it purely because of how stupid I would feel if I didn't. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I think it's one of those where it seems just too obvious that Tariq Hill is going to go off in this game in the Mm. same way that he did last week, in the same way he did against the Bucks Mm. in week 12. Even if they do stop him on the deep ball what we saw last week was him picking up short yardage and turning it into long yardage. Yeah, Like, I think he's got a real... He seems to have a real point to prove this season. I don't really know why, but I think it was because coming into the season, people weren't really putting him in that top echelon of wide receivers when John mm. Dre Hopkins was getting traded. People mm. were saying that it's between him, Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas. And mm. I think Tyreek Hill is really out here to prove to everyone that no, I am the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And he seems to be... And I mean, it was... um I would love to see him do it again. What was it? Week 12 where he uh, copied Shannon Sharpe's calling for backup.
0: Yeah, He says, I bet
1: a bucket is need backup. They just can't handle it. They can't handle me right now. And he is convinced. I've been hearing him speak all week. He is convinced that he's going to do it again, mm. which I think is dangerous. But at the same time, like you have to back him considering what he has managed to achieve so far this season. He has been nothing short of sensational. And it's, again, mm. the exact same point comes to the Travis Kelsey over yardage at
0: 97
1: and a half. Mm. I think... The reason why I'm leaning towards the Tyreek Hill one is purely based on the fact that I think Tampa Bay have had more success against defending tight ends generally this season than they have against fast receivers. And I think considering how much success Travis had last week, I think they will focus in using that linebacker core on Mm. really stopping Travis Kelsey getting those middle shots sort of to gain 10, 12 yards. I think that's going to be really their focus. And that's why I think Tariq Hill could also benefit massively off that. And as I said, Mm, I don't see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs gaining yards, Mm. which I think who is the main guy who gets them down the field, that's Tariq Hill. It's just whether or not they're going to be able to get it in the end zone. That's what Mm. Todd Bowles' focus is going to be on. He'll be like, yeah, Tariq Hill, go and have a 67-yard gain. But at the same time, I just don't want you to get in the end zone. Mm.
0: I don't think Todd Bowles is going to be thrilled with him having a 67 yard game. <laughs>
1: oh, I've actually spoken to him that, and he said, yeah, that's fine. As long as I don't score a touchdown.
0: <laughs> okay. Thanks Todd. Um, I love it. It's a, it's a really good argument and a good shout. I am going to throw one more in to the ring here. I like Mahomes over 22 and a half rushing yards.
1: Do you? I do. You've been literally for the past two weeks telling, I don't think anyone's, Uh, I think everyone's underestimating how severe the turf toe actually is. I've had it; it's very painful. Is that impression (laughs) of me? (laughs) No, it's it's just the way that you sound. You sound like like an old doctor who's just like people just are (laughs) really underestimating how (laughs) painful. Well, it's just like talking about the turf toe as if this is going to really affect Patrick Mahomes.
0: The turf toe, which (laughs) I'm not going to throw you under the bus here, (laughs) but I'm so good, I. I, I think that's a fair point, which I think is maybe why the line is. I mean, you tell me you're the prop king of Chicago. Why is the why, 22 and a half low for, for Mahomes typically? Is it lower than normal? It seems to be, right? Be-
1: um, I would say it's, it's usually between the 20 and 30 mark. And it has come down recently because, I mean, it largely has come down, I think, as a result of what happened against the Cleveland Browns. The fact yeah. that they realized that he is relatively fragile if he gets hit. And I just don't think they want to take that risk as much as Chad Henney should probably be the president of the United States for what he managed to achieve in the playoffs. <laughs> I still don't Got think... Got a key
0: to the city. I'm, I think not so much design runs, but I just think that I can see him picking up you know, scramble you know, pick it up a sort of 17 yarder to, you know, extend the drive, yeah, like scrambling out of danger. And then the best quarterbacks
1: usually do, don't they? In the big games, I always think the best quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, anyone yeah. who has the capability to move, unlike Brees yeah. and Brady, usually pick up a, a long piece of yardage to gain that important first down. And that's why he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, He scored a touchdown against the Kevin Browns. I would probably be leaning towards more and I think you probably get more value on him scoring a touchdown because I think mm. he especially if Tampa Bay believe that they can stop and they scheme really well to stop Kansas City moving freely in the end zone I think that's when you'll see Patrick Mahomes pulling out that special special play like that one he did against the Titans last year Do you remember mm. that incredible rush where he seemed to dodge about five oh, different people yeah it was insane so that's where I would be I think there's a little bit more value there than the over yardage because I just don't he think had, they'll risk it. just look
0: it up he had 29 yards in last year's Super Bowl off nine carries and the longest was 13. So yeah, okay. The lines at what? It's 22 and a half, I think I said. Is that right? Yeah,
1: it's 22 and a half. I actually oh. saw it at 19 and a half somewhere else, but if it's bet it's 22 and a half.
0: Mm. Okay, where are you going next?
1: Well, I actually am moving towards now Bet Fred's pick your punts.
0: Oh, nice, okay.
1: Yeah. So and this one, I think, is a little bit of a steal. I don't want Fred to be listening to this. Mm-hmm. Because I think he might take it off the board.
0: Oh boy! Okay. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, devout listener of the show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm often getting notes and feedback specifically on the prop bet side. So, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, about Mark that Andrews. Bet. Yeah, Mark, all that yeah, kind of stuff. big
0: Mark Andrews fan. All right. So, yeah,
1: what do you got? Both teams to score three or more touchdowns mm-hmm. is above evens. When you consider that the total for this is at 55 and a half. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder how many field goals are they expecting in this game? Field goals,
0: central. <laughs> yeah. We'll get on both to hedge it, right? So just, what's the over-under on field goals? <laughs> yeah,
1: I actually don't even know what the over-under on field goals is. But realistically, both teams to score three plus touchdowns above evens. I mean, when was the last time, okay, with it, uh, going back to the Falcons game for the Kansas City Chiefs where they mm-hmm. scored 17 points, which was just a complete yeah. anomaly. Yeah, when you yeah. look at that from a Kansas City perspective. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay, you can argue that they're going up against. I think Kansas City Chiefs are literally the worst-ranked defense in the red zone, mm. like the worst-ranked team in the in the red zone. So that means all that Tampa Bay have to do is get there, and mm. they're likely to score touchdowns. And I think when you look at the amount of offensive weapons that both of these tam- teams have, mm. to think that neither of them, well, one of them might not score three plus touchdowns is crazy to me.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot. A lot. At its over. At its over. Evens, right?
1: It's over evens. Yeah. It's 11 to 10. 11 I to pick 10. your punt on Betfred.
0: Okay. Love that. Any more for any more?
1: Yep. So I have both teams to score. Rushing touchdown is also above evens. I know the Bucks are obviously an incredible rushing defense, but as we have just discussed, when you've got Le'Veon Bell, yeah, Darrell Williams, Clyde's Edward Tiller. Yeah, right. Patrick Mahomes. Any one of them could go in for a rushing touchdown. They even, Tyreek Hill, they use different players in the rushing game. Yeah, where exactly, they do jet
0: sweeps. in the backfield, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's loads of different, th- different ways that this team can get in the end zone. So I think yeah. the idea of them not having a rushing touchdown seems quite unlikely to me. And the same with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think when they get down to that red zone, I think they'll look to Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. And we even see Tom Brady come up with a couple.
0: Brady for any anytime touchdown score.
1: Yeah, a couple of QB sneaks. But I just think when you look at both teams, they are likely to have, both of them have at least one rushing touchdown. I think when you just see, when I see something like this, when you see that Vegas are predicting the game to have 55 points, Mm. you've got to expect there to be a lot of touchdowns. Everyone is expecting there to be a lot of points in this. When Mm. you're looking at NFL Network's predictions, a lot of people are predicting there to be 30 points for both teams, Mm. very, very high scoring game. Mm. So the idea that instead of going for maybe the over, because I think that is... Quite a dangerous line. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think going for stuff like this where you're expecting there to be a lot of touchdowns, going for any time touchdown scorers, both mm. teams score rushing touchdowns, both teams score three plus touchdowns. I think that's the safer play because you're not relying on both teams to go off, but you're just relying on both teams to score at least three touchdowns or a rushing touchdown. Love it. One for the road. This is my, this is my slightly more ambitious one. My fun one. Both teams to have a successful fourth down conversion.
0: I love this. I love this. I'm all over it. I love it. Two to one. The chief, I mean, the Chiefs obviously will. Like, you know, yeah, Andy Reid obviously. went for it early doors in last year's Super Bowl when they're in the red zone with no points on the board and a chip shot field goal. And not only went for it, went with a Rose Bowl play to get it. So exactly. It's, it's a lock that he's going to he's gonna go for it. Uh, and it's Bruce Arians. Gonna, Arians, Arians. And yeah, they're going to I love this. I love this. Yeah. All in on that.
1: And it's also a fun one to for the entertainment purpose. It's a nice prop right. bet. You go into it and if there's if there's a third down and you're supporting the Chiefs and suddenly it gets down to fourth, fourth and two on the forty eight yard line, you suddenly lick your lips. You're like, this is gonna be fun. They're gonna go for this and you just yeah. gotta cheer for them to get it. I expect the Chiefs have also been rubbish at stopping teams on fourth down. So I yes. think that Bruce Arians will know that as well. Tom Brady will definitely know that as well. Yeah. So I I think it's I think this is I think there's value at two to one on both teams to have a successful fourth down conversion. And this is on pick your punt bets on Betfred.
0: Love your work. Oh, there we go. Then I think that's pretty definitive. Certainly a lot for our listeners to consider. And uh, as I said, we are going to be back next week with an edge Rush special, so we can pick over all of these picks and just work out how. Uh, on the mark or otherwise we were which uh, is maybe something I'm going to look forward to more than the game itself though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what when uh, Tampa Bay win and they only <laughs> score like 17 points it's like 17-14 to Tampa Bay
0: just every single thing that could go wrong goes wrong yeah. I um, if that happens I will not be available for the show next week no
1: neither will uh, I neither will I, neither will I, I. if Kishon a- Vaughan is the only person to score a touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers then <laughs> sure. I will not be available
0: <laughs> we'll just get Mike and he could do the show on his own
1: <laughs> oh that's yeah 100% Kishon he picked okay we've got it quickly beforehand we've got a were well, you not a little bit nervous we've had Ninkovich and mike carlson both pick the bucks does that Nick, not make you a little Nick, bit nervous
0: because he's just looking after his buddy
1: oh, did you say that to his face did you
0: quite phrase it like that um he admitted that's why he was doing it essentially his dog's called brody for goodness sake. yeah it's true
1: um, it is true uh, We well, can ask him when you're on the peloton together
0: yeah <laughs> like i said to you on the show all, he's going to be the top 17 <laughs> i'm going to be in the bottom 17 um there's a show that, in that there is a, there's step- a show
1: in that there's definitely a show in that
0: we just do the show on the peloton we should look at we them. also found out that darren bent
1: has a peloton i think that darren you should bent do shows yeah we should, we should start <laughs> the off-season, doing shows
0: is yeah <laughs> off-season show. who's um who in uh who was telling us? Mike Tanaban was telling us as well that all the games. He's group, also got, got yeah, he's got got a Peloton. Oh my god, got, this is it. This is got the Peloton. New show. We've got it. Oh, this is get working on this. The might Well, look at it this way, right? We're going to have our Edge Rush show next week, where we'll look back at the Super Bowl, also look ahead at the early futures for the twenty twenty one season, and uh, and just kind of look back at some of the bad beats and, and fun stuff from from the season we've just had. But after that in terms of edge rush. Oh, I mean I know you're going to be straight down to stats <laughs> and data from, from day one. Like like that time uh, the New York Super Bowl and I was at the, the presser the next morning uh, at 8:15 in the morning and Pete Carroll was with no sense of irony whatsoever already talking about next season. <laughs> and I thought, "My god, this is the this is why you are a Super Bowl winning head coach." That's like you are, right? That's like you. You're straight down to business as soon as, as soon as the Super Bowl's done, you're going to be maybe even before you go to bed that night already looking at the data and the graphs, right?
1: Well, definitely, but I have to say, it sounds very tempting if we could potentially get Betfred to do some prices on over under how many minutes you'll lose to Rob Linkevich and Dan Olofsky by on the peloton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, that sounds like some off season action, if I've ever, if I've ever heard of it.
0: I just, I just want a shot and maybe it'll have to be LA next year for the Super Bowl we know we've already established you and I are going to go head to head I just want a shot at you in the 40 yard dash and I don't care about anything else ever again <laughs> that's what I want that's what and I want.
1: I'll be fine if I I'll lose you that yard, if... I'll give you a
0: 20 yard I'll give you a 20 yard head start mate
1: 20 yard head start that's fine and I'll be fine even if I do lose that which mm. now that you've talked about it so much do you not think I'm going to be doing at least 10 40 yard dashes a day uh, fair
0: and I'm like the yeah. Kansas City three peak. Or happening.
1: I'm just, if I don't do 40 out uh, for 40 odd dashes a day, then I'm definitely going to pull my hamstring. In Randy Bullock style, it's Randy Bullock style. <laughs> just before I do, do it, yeah, I'll do a Randy Bullock just beforehand so I can get get out of it. But no, yeah. I will sleep much better at night, even if I've lost that. If I know that you have lost to every single member of the Get Up crew, including Mike Tannenbaum, <laughs> including Rob ninkovich on the <laughs> Peloton, and we broadcasted How it day. live on the ESPN's How YouTube channel. Dare
0: you? Uh, I love it. We're going to get down to that. Uh, but join us next week for edress We're also going to have a Super Bowl. Uh, review show on the Monday of course as well and it's worth pointing out that the Super Bowl might be coming into view it might be the end of the season when that is done and dusted but we are going to be rolling all through the off season so do not fear loyal listeners we're going to be pushing out stuff all through the off season on the pod on our social channels at the NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So you're not getting rid of us that easily, I think is the message. Best of luck with the games on Sunday. Hopefully we've given you guys something to think about if that is what you want to get involved with. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.